0: بسم الله لله والسلام على رسول الله السلام عليكم so today inshallah we're covering the name of allah al-mujib we're doing it because it goes next to al-qareeb al-qareeb al-mujib so what is this name of allah coming from the root verb ajaba yujibu which means the verb means to answer to respond to reply to comply to grant a request so, Al Mujib could be translated as the responsive, or you could say the all responsive. This is who Allah Ta'ala is. He is the one who is responsive. Al Mujib is actually mentioned twice in the Quran, once in the singular and once in the plural. Uh, in terms of the, and that's, when it comes to the plural, sometimes the scholars will differ and say, is this really considered one of the names of Allah? This is a difference of opinion. I'm still just going to mention both and I'll leave it to you to decide, inshallah. So, when it comes to the name of Allah, uh, when it comes to the story of Salih, as Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah Al Hud, Allah mentions that Salih is calling his people uh, and, and advising them and calling them to the truth." And then he, uh, in his concluding remarks, one of the things he says is, "Fastaqfiruhu thumma tubu Inna Rabbi mujib. So ask forgiveness of Him and then repent to Him. Indeed, My Lord is near and responsive. So this is uh, the name of Allah Al Mujib. And furthermore, Allah Taala says, Nuhun." al-mujibun uh, that an certainly called upon us and we are the best of responders we are the best of responders so obviously the fact that it's using the plural here that's what makes it questionable but still uh, in the end we're talking about the name of Allah al-Mujib, and Allah Ta'ala can use obviously the royal we and there's nothing wrong with this um now what does Al-Mujib uh, imply uh, it implies that Allah Ta'ala is responsive yani he accepts what? He's accepting of prayers, he's accepting of requests and the one who accepts sincere worship as well. This name is explained uh, uh, in uh, various ayat of the Quran where Allah Ta'ala is describing how responsive he is, for example, without using the name of Allah, by the way, without using the name Al-Mujib, this is just a description, when Allah Ta'ala says what uh, in Surah Ghafir, ayah number 60, رَبُّكُمْ uh, أَسْتَجِبْ And your Lord has said, uh, call upon me, I will respond to you. أَسْتَجِبْ You call upon me and I will respond to you. Indeed, those who disdain my worship will enter hell rendered contemptible. In other words, if you're too proud or too arrogant to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you're going to be entered into the fire. Um so yeah, uh, call upon Allah Ta'ala and he will respond Now of course there's two types of responsiveness Al-Ijabatul and Al-Ijabatul Khasa Al-Ijabatul Aamah means the general responsiveness This can be responding to anybody This can be responding to the good and the bad And a person who is a believer or a disbeliever Allah Ta'ala can respond to whoever he wills And there's many examples of this In general, we know that like I just mentioned Allah says what? Ud'uni astajib lakum. Call upon me, I'll respond to you this is a very general statement And uh, in fact uh, Allah Ta'ala describes what? responding to anybody who is afflicted, anybody who's going through hardships. When Allah says, And, he is, and uh, is he not the best of those who responds, the best of uh, those uh, responders of those who responds to the desperate one when he calls upon him and removes evil. So in other words, Allah Ta'ala here is describing anybody who's going through hardship, it's very possible that Allah Ta'ala is going to respond to that person when they call upon Allah Ta'ala. And so this is very uh, general in its in its wording. And even more clear than that, we find that you should be very careful what you wish for because there are certain groups of people that made du'a for something evil. This is an example given in Surah 34, uh, Ayah number 19, describing the people of Seba. When Allah Ta'ala says that they made the du'a, رَبَّنَا بَيْنَ أَسْفَارِنَا They made the du'a and they said, Our Lord lengthen the distance between our journeys and they wronged themselves. So, they made a dua that was essentially harmful to themselves and Allah Ta'ala uh, gave them what they wanted and this is a very classic example of what? Be careful what you wish for because Allah Ta'ala is a mujib so you don't want to be making dua for evil things you want to be making dua for only that which is good and uh, Allah Ta'ala even responds to those who SubhanAllah do shirk and blaspheme as Allah Ta'ala mentions uh. يُنَجِيْكُمْ مِنْهَا karbin ثُمَّ أَنْتُمْ تُشْرِكُونَ Say uh, it is Allah Taala who it is Allah who saves you from it uh, from, from it from a crisis and from every distress and then you still associate others with Him and so there there are a number of ayat in the Quran describing how even the dis- disbelievers even those who worship other than Allah even those who are committing shirk they in times of stress in times of uh, hardship distress whatever the case is they will beg and plead and call to Allah and Allah says I responded to you I'll even give you even though I know that you uh, are the type of person that will uh, unfortunately get back to safety and then continue with your disobedience and subhanAllah perhaps the most clear uh, example of this is Iblis himself that Iblis made dua and his dua was granted you know why by the way little funny side point uh, Iblis isn't foolish enough to make dua to anybody, anybody other than Allah, I just find that really quite funny. That even though Iblis represents, you know, the epitome of evil, he is, you know, literally the, uh, you know, the poster child, if you will, for wickedness, and yet even he would never be so foolish as to make dua to anybody other than Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. and so we see an example of this uh, when he uh, makes dua uh, 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 that Allah says that, uh, that Iblis he said uh, my Lord then give me time or reprieve me or uh, give me you know an extended time until they are resurrected in other words let me live an abnormally long life Uh, a a life that goes all the way till Judgment Day, essentially. And so Allah said, so indeed you are of those who are reprieved. You are of those who are given and granted this extra time until the day of time well known. In other words, until the time comes where everything is destroyed, then of course you are going to be destroyed as well. So that's why, you know, people wonder if Iblis was around at the time of Adam, and Adam lived a long life and then passed away. Why didn't Iblis pass away? Well, this is why Iblis is still uh, running around and, and doing what he does and doing all the evils uh, and, and uh, you know you could say being the leader and conducting the shayateen why is this the case? Uh, because he made this special dua and Allah Ta'ala grants him this dua because Allah Ta'ala is al-mujib and Allah Ta'ala grants du'as subhanAllah and the second type as I said there is al-Ija- al-ijabah al-amah the general type of um, accepting of du'as and this could be for anybody good, bad, etc and then the second type is what? al-ijabah al-khasa which is a special type of responsiveness and this is of course to those who are righteous, those who are believers, uh responding to those who pray, for example. What uh, if a slave of my servant, if he calls me, I will be near. I will answer the call of the Allah Ta says, and when my servant uh, when my servants ask you, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi concerning me, indeed I am near. I respond to the invocation of the supplicant when he calls upon me. So let them respond to me by obedience and believe in me that they may be rightly guided. So this ayah is very beautifully describing uh, Allah Ta'ala's servants as those who are his worshippers, who they call upon Allah Ta'ala sincerely. And Allah Ta'ala is saying, look, you respond to me and I will respond to you so that you may be rightly guided. We know that well, there's many, many examples. I'll go through a number of them just to highlight how beautifully Allah Ta'ala responds to those who worship him. Uh, of course, uh, talking about the MB. we know that uh, Allah Ta'ala responded to Nuh, salam, miraculously, amazingly uh, 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 brought the waters to wipe out a wicked nation. Uh, when he called upon Allah Ta'ala and asked for why because Allah Ta'ala is responsive Allah is Al Mujib, as Allah mentions رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَغْلُوبٌ فَانْتَصِرْ فَفَتَحْنَا أَبْوَابَ بِمَاءٍ مُنْهَمِرْ so he invoked his Lord indeed I am overpowered so help that's all you have to say فَانْتَصِرْ so help me give me victory that one statement فَانْتَصِرْ what is it respond, what is the response to it fa fa means yani uh, uh, there, thereafter and fa uh, uh, what's it called uh, uh, it's for immediacy uh, it shows just how quickly it happened fatahna so immediately right after we opened the gates of the heavens and rain pour uh, and, and rain began pouring down so subhanallah he made this one word fantsir oh allah give me victory and immediately miraculously the waters came and wiped these evil people out we know that ayub السلام, he was responded to and he didn't even really ask i mean subhanallah this is a very beautiful dua but you can tell that there isn't really a request being made he's just really complaining and describing his difficult circumstances allah ta'ala mentions anni wa anta rahimin ma that allah and mention ayub or job السلام, uh, when he called to his lord Indeed, adversity has touched me, and you are the most merciful of those who show mercy. So, he just all he said was, Oh Allah, you know, uh, oh, oh Allah, adversity has touched me. In other words, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm having a rough go of it. I'm, I'm going through tough times. Ya Allah. That's all he said. And he said, I know you're the most merciful of those who show mercy. So, where's the request? Technically, he didn't really say, remove my hardship, you know, make things easier for me, make my life better, take away my sickness, bring back my wealth, bring back my family. He didn't make all these extensive lengthy duas all he said is ya Allah you know you know how I'm going through hardship ya Allah adversity has touched me and you're the most merciful that that much I know and right away fa again for for immediacy Allah mentions so therefore immediately istajabana lahu fa kashafna ma bihi min dur so we responded to him and removed what afflicted him of adversity subhanAllah and same thing or similar you should say I should say a very similar uh, uh, um, sort of um, arrangement seems to take place with Yunus Alayhi or Jonah Uh, we find that uh, he is the one who made the mistake that he made and uh, then what was the dua that he made technically it really isn't very clearly and explicitly a dua he's not saying Oh Allah remove me from uh, the belly of the whale Oh Allah save my life uh, you know because uh, I recognize what I did was wrong and so therefore you know let me let me live through this you know he doesn't go through any detail what does it, it say ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu so all he said was la ilaha illa there is no deity except you subhanaka which means you are exalted above any imperfection you are above any sort of uh, uh, blemish or, or fault or whatever subhanaka kuntu indeed I'm the one I was the one who was from amongst the wrongdoers. I was the one that made the mistake. So did he request really anything? No, all he did was recognize that Allah Ta'ala is there is no deity except Allah أنت, سبحانك, that Allah Ta'ala is high above any imperfection. In other words Ya Allah, you didn't make anything. You did not do anything wrong. Right? So I'm in this bad circumstance not because of you. I can, at, no, at no moment in my life can I, should I think to myself, I'm going through a hardship and this is some kind of injustice that Allah Ta'ala is doing to me. Rather, quite the opposite. SubhanAllah. He says, it was me. I was the one that did wrong. So we responded to him and we saved him from the distress, and thus do we save the believer. So Allah Ta'ala even highlights and specifies that this is not exclusive to the Anbiya. This is not exclusive to just a prophet like Yunus Alay or Anuha or Ayyub or any others for that matter. Allah Ta'ala says what? وَكَذَلِكَ This is the way we save the believers in general. This is, which is what? To show humility, to acknowledge that Allah Ta'ala is not doing you any injustice, but rather whatever wrong is happening to you, it is from your own self, uh, it is from your own uh, flaws and weaknesses. And when you have that humility and you accept the situation for what it is and you accept that you were wrong and you genuinely repent to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala can save you, SubhanAllah. We see that Allah Ta'ala miraculously uh, did the impossible with Zakariya when giving him a child at an age where it was impossible for both him and his wife to produce uh, children. was ibnada rabbahu la tadharni anta khayrul warithin Again you always hear this verb Jabana, and we uh, you know granted we 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 gave the request. So Allah Ta'ala says what and mentioned Zakariya when he called to his Lord, my Lord do not leave me alone with no heir while you are the best of inheritors. So we responded to him, and we gave him Uh, Yahya. وَوَهَبَنَا لَهُ يَحْيَا وَأَصَلَحْنَا لَهُ زَوْجَهُ And we amended for him his wife. So subhanAllah, uh, the ayah goes on and on, and this is clearly another example of Allah Ta'ala miraculously giving something that you think is impossible. And subhanAllah, Allah Ta'ala can even give you something seemingly bad, um, but it's actually the best thing for you. And this is a very, very important lesson for us when we're going through hard times. We have to ask ourselves, what's the lesson here? How can I benefit from this? I trust that Allah Ta'ala is in my corner. Allah Ta'ala is helping me. I believe in Him. I worship Him. Allah Ta'ala is giving me the best. So, therefore, whatever my bad circumstances must be, it must be something that's actually teaching me, improving me, making, bringing the best out of me. We know this from Yusuf. A. He, in fact, made the dua. What? Uh, قال, Rabbi uh, that Allah, uh, that Allah mentions he said Yusuf said my Lord prison is more beloved to me than that which they are inviting me I know that if I stay around as a free man and I'm getting all this sort of temptation this is very very dangerous so what is he saying oh Allah help me I prefer to be in jail instead of going through this type of temptation. And if you do not avert uh, from me their plan, I might incline towards them and thus be of the ignorant. Subhanallah, this is a prophet of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. This is a prophet of Allah acknowledging um, that he's a human, he's a man. Obviously, if he was an angel and he had no inclinations towards the opposite gender, uh, uh, then he wouldn't be relatable. He wouldn't, you know, there would be no way to, to learn lessons from this, you know angelic being who's like i not I don't know what temptation is subhanallah no Mbia are people they're humans and subhanallah he's saying yes of course as a human being I'm tempted and oh Allah take me away from this situation I don't want to incline towards them and so fastajaba lahu so his uh, fa, sorry excuse me so his lord responded to him and averted uh, from him their plan so Allah Taala put him in jail an innocent man shouldn't have been in jail and yet he went anyhow why because Allah ta'ala knew that this was the best thing for him by the way side point I have been working in the, uh, you know, as a chaplain in the prison system, and uh, I've had conversations where guys will tell me straight up that this was the best thing for me uh, coming to prison. I know a guy who went into jail, got out, and then went a second time. He said, I went into jail the first time, I learned about Islam, and I embraced Islam, and uh, it was the best thing for me then because I finally learned the truth about Islam. But I didn't have the practice down. You know, like I knew the truth, but I, I didn't have the strength to apply it consistently. So when I got out, I went back into my old ways, despite the fact that I was a Muslim. I knew Islam was the truth, but I still went back to my old ways. And then he got caught <clears throat> dealing with you know, drugs and so forth, and um, went back to jail a second time and he said, subhanAllah, he goes, my Iman is always at the highest in jail it's the best place for me <laughs> because I'm around the brothers we're always praying on time we're always reading books it's the best It's the best thing for me so he was like this time around inshallah uh, when I get out inshallah I will uh, I, you know now it's not just knowing the truth but also having the fortitude to apply the truth so subhanallah he, and, and he, wasn't, he wasn't he's not like Yusuf Ali he's not innocent I'm not saying that he, he knew he did something wrong but, uh, but still it's just remarkable that sometimes these bad circumstances can be the best thing for you and we know that Allah Taala responded to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu الله when uh, reinforcing him uh, with angels uh, in, in battle. If uh, <laughs> Murdifin, uh, remember when you asked help of your Lord, and he answered you indeed, I will reinforce you with a thousand from the angels following one another. So the big question is, how should this name of Allah al mujib the all responsive how should it uh, affect us? Well, we know that um, there are times where we're in desperation, where we call upon Allah. Even the disbelievers do that. And when they board a ship, they supplicate Allah sincere to Him in religion. And subhanAllah, I'm sure we've all experienced this on a plane. So when, we're, uh, when we hit that patch of turbulence, right, and the plane starts bobbing up and down pretty quickly, and everybody starts praying, I don't care if you're the biggest uh, disbeliever, atheist, or whatever you think you are, subhanAllah, everybody prays when the, when the plane starts bumping around. And uh, so if that is the case, then we should act accordingly in times of ease. When Allah Ta'ala says, So invoke Allah, being sincere to Him in religion, even if the disbelievers dislike it. We should have that sincerity consistently. We shouldn't, you know, backstep or be sincere only when it's convenient and then stop. We should also increase in our dua because we know there's no depletion. If you know that Allah Ta'ala is al-mujib, the responsive, then you should take full advantage. Allah Ta'ala says what عبادي, لو أن وإنسكم في صعيد واحد Kulla فأعط, كل إنسان ما نقص ذلك عندي كما إذا أدخل البحر. Oh my slaves, this is a hadith uh, Qudsi. Uh, Allah Ta'ala says what oh my servants, oh my slaves were the first of you and the last of you, the human and the jinn all of you were to rise up in one place and make a request of me and I were to give everyone what he requested that would not decrease what I have any more than a needle decreases the sea when you put it into it so you dip a needle into the ocean you pull it out what do you get barely even a little bit of moisture, maybe even something close to a, what, a, a third or a quarter of a drop, how much does that decrease the ocean? And the answer is that it's uh, basically nothing. And subhanAllah, obviously Allah Ta'ala is even greater and even more so uh, because uh, Allah Ta'ala is infinite. And so this is the way Allah Ta'ala is saying, look, just keep on making dua, keep on requesting, and I will keep on giving. You should increase in dua knowing that Allah Ta'ala is shy yes I know many of us may have never heard this before but the Prophet says the Prophet says very clearly (inaudible) inna rabbakum tabaraka wa ta'ala hayyyun kareemun yas tahyi min abdihi idha rafa'a yadeyi ilayhi an yaruddahuma sifran your Lord is hayyyun which you could say means shy and what (inaudible) kareemun he is generous and he is yas he is shy Amin abdihi of his servant. Idarafa ayadehi when he raises up his two hands and Yaruddahu that he would put, put, you know, respond to them or uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, yes, turn them away. Sifran empty. Allah Taala is shy to turn your hands away empty. When you raise up your hands and make dua to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, do so knowing that Allah Taala is shy, knowing that Allah Taala can give whatever He wants. Allah Taala is the most generous and so and Allah Ta'ala is the most powerful so there's nothing holding Allah Ta'ala back except other than his wisdom because he may know that something is good for you or something may be bad for you that is one possibility which we're going to get to in a second uh, we should be humble and we should pray privately as well Allah Ta'ala says udru rabbakum tadarruan wa khufyatan uh, call upon your Lord in humility and privately. It should not just be a thing that you do whenever all you know, you're in the masjid and people are watching. It should not be something that you do boastfully, trying to get everybody's attention. No, you have to have humility and privacy. Uh, uh, furthermore, you should uh, seek honor through dua. You, are, you should feel like, uh, my honor is not my fancy car. My honor is not, let's say, I don't know, the fancy watch on my wrist or whatever the case is, or look at my house or look at my pool. Or, I don't know, sometimes people get a, a trophy spouse. You know, oh, I married such and such. Look at me, I'm so cool. Whatever the case is, uh, this should not be your sense of honor. Your honor should come through your dua. As the Prophet says, There's nothing more noble to Allah subhanahu than dua, than supplication. So you want to feel noble. You want to know that you're increasing your, your nobility. It's not about hanging out with this group, crew or that group. It's not about the grades that you got on some exam. It's not about any of these things. Um, or being invited to some sort of special party these are all the different ways unfortunately human beings uh or, or what's it called name dropping i know this person i know that person you know this i'm friends with this person i'm friends with that person there's many different ways that people seek honor and subhanallah if you really want to know how to uh, increase in your honor be somebody who allah ta'ala knows you as somebody who calls upon him regularly consistently always calling upon him because allah ta'ala is al-mujib ibn al-qayyim he has a very beautiful quote where he says, Al Al Adi Ayatu, what Tawu that Bimanzilat is silahi was silahu, be a b be body bi, la bi haddihi, facat. Uh Famat uh Famat Silahu, Silah Hantaman, Wa La Afatabihi, uh Sa Idu, Sa Idun Khawiun, uh Walm Walmaniu, Mafpudun, Hasalat Bihi, and Nika and Nikayatu, uh filadu. He says dua is like a weapon. And a weapon is only as good as the person using it. It is not merely uh, the matter of how sharp it is, right? It's not just about how sharp the sword is. It's also how you use it. If the weapon is perfect and free of faults, and the arm of the person using it is a strong arm, and there is nothing stopping them, then he can lay waste to the enemy. In other words, you can, you know, hit your mark, if you will. Uh, but if any one of these uh, three features is lacking, then the effect will be lacking. Accordingly, as well. If the dua is uh, if the dua itself isn't right, like it's a it's a bad thing that you're asking for, or the one praying isn't synchronizing between his heart and his tongue. In other words, you're not paying attention to what you're saying, or there's some other factor preventing the prayer, then it won't have its effect. So what are the factors, what are the shurut? what are the conditions shuruut al-dua, well sincerity, ikhlas, free of any sort of shirk uh, uh, free of any sort of uh, calling upon other deities also free of any sort of riya which is showing off, I'm doing it, yes I'm calling upon Allah but I'm doing it so other people can watch and see how righteous I am, so you have to want to be free of the major and minor forms of shirk uh, uh, which are uh, 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 you know, shirk being al-akbar and al-asghar uh, calling upon other than Allah and doing it to show off the second point is what? Making sure you're following the Sunnah of the Prophet Number three is what? Attentiveness You want to be paying close attention You want to have hope and fear And invoke him fearing and aspiring in fear and in aspiration as Allah Ta'ala mentions Also Allah Ta'ala says wa And they would supplicate to us in hope and in fear So these are the two emotional states you want to be in hopeful of the best of uh, responses and uh, possibilities, and fear that you are somehow deficient or not loved by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Fear that you are not sincere enough, whatever the case may be. And of course, attentive. The Prophet, the Prophet says, "What? Wa'alamu anna Allaha du'aan min qalbin lahin And know that Allah Taala does not respond to the du'a to the supplication from the heart of the one who is heedless or occupied by play. So, in other words, if your mind is elsewhere, or if your mind is somehow thinking about something funny, joking around, you know, heedless, then SubhanAllah, uh, this dua will be rejected. Number four is what? You have to be confident in the response. You have to be confident that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala will respond to you. wa antum bil ijabah Call upon Allah while being certain that it will be answered. This is a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Furthermore, you have to have resolve. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says what? فَلِيَعْزِمِ الْمَسْأَلَةِ وَلَا يَقُولَنَّ اللَّهُمَّ إِنْ شِئْتَ فَأَعْطِنِي فَإِنَّهُ لَا لَهُ The Prophet says what? When any one of you uh, makes a call or begs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then he should ask with determination Oh Allah give me this You should say it with like, like a person who's drowning You don't say, if you're drowning in a river and somebody's way off to the shore you don't say excuse me um, if it's not too much of a trouble, do you think maybe you could, uh, I don't know, use your phone and call nine one one? No, you just say what? Help, help. <laughs> you don't go into some long detail, but hey, if it's not an inconvenience and if you feel like it, no, you just beg and you scream and you say help, right, in a very clear, uh, uh, determined way. So the Prophet says, any one of you who makes du'a for something, he should ask with determination and should not say, Oh Allah, if you wish, give me this for nobody can force Allah to do something against his will so this whole idea of if you wish, of course if I wish what do you mean if I wish? <laughs> as, if, as, if, uh, as, if I, as if you could somehow force Allah ta'ala to do something against his will okay Allah, only if you will do this what do you mean? I do whatever I will no, you beg of me in, 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 with the tone of desperation that's how you're supposed to call upon Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. you're not supposed to act like you're some sort of a uh, king who's talking to a servant Listen, you know, peasant, if you want you can do this and if you don't want, I'm in charge and I'll give you the option. No, you're not giving anybody options. Allah Ta'ala does whatever He wishes. So don't say if you wish. Of course if I wish. SubhanAllah. Uh, and also of course don't make du'as that are bad. The Prophet said, لا تدعو على أنفسكم ولا تدعو على أولادكم ولا تدعو على خدمكم ولا تدعو على do Don't invoke any sort of curses or pray against yourselves. Don't pray against your children. Don't pray against your servants. And don't pray against your property. Uh, you know, even things like "may may God damn this thing." I hope people are aware. The word "damn" means damnation. It means to go to hell. You know, so when you say, you know, "God damn this thing," what you're really saying is, "May God send this thing to hell." So, subhanAllah, I mean, uh, you could say that about your car, people say, oh, goddamn car, or, whatever. you know, say, they say these, you know, or they might, <laughs> et cetera, <laughs> or, or their kids, or this or that, or their house, or whatever, right, whether it be property, whether it be friends, family, people say these things, even in the English language, and they think nothing of it. And in Arabic, there's lots of other uh, expressions that are like, you know, may God destroy your house. People say this stuff, you know, uh, like, like like it's nothing, They just like, rolls off the tongue. Right? and uh, you're, you're literally making a du'a against the person. What's wrong with you? What if that person does destroy their home? Is that, is that a good thing? What are the preventers? Because uh, Ibn al-Qayyim, he mentioned al mawani' right? a mani' is a preventer. What could prevent somebody? So we talked about the etiquettes of how to make du'a. Now we should talk about what things could prevent your du'a from being accepted when you consume haram, when your earning is haram. We know the Prophet mentioned, ثُمَّ ذَكَرَ الرَّجُلُ ash Agr, a gber, a yemudu yadei, ila Samae, ya Rabbi, ya Rabbi. So the Prophet he mentioned a man who he was traveling, so we know traveling is supposed to get the dua answered, and his hair is disheveled, so he's in a state of desperation. And he was covered in dust, again, state of desperation, and he lifts his hands towards the sky, which is the Sunnah, and he made the dua, My Lord, my Lord, which is a good dua. So all, everything is showing that this guy's du'a should be accepted. And then the Prophet says, What? He said, Yet his food is unlawful, his drink is unlawful, his clothes are unlawful, and what nourishes him is unlawful. So how can he then have an accepted supplication? In other words, if, if you're making har- haram income, you know, um, you are uh, creating preventers that, would, that may indeed stop your dua from being a- a- accepted. Same thing with impatience. The Prophet says what? يُسْتَجَابُ ahadikum ma lam The invocation of any one of you is granted if he does not show impatience by saying, I invoked and I prayed to Allah but my request was not granted. Never say, my prayer wasn't accepted. How do you know it wasn't accepted? Maybe it's going to be accepted very soon. Maybe it's, it's in the process of being accepted. Maybe there's a bunch of steps that are all setting everything up to make sure that you get what you need to get exactly at the right time. You have no idea. So don't have this impatient, ridiculous attitude uh, uh, that no, I asked for it and it didn't come exactly how I wanted, when I wanted, you know, and therefore it must have not been accepted. Audhu Billah, don't talk like this. And you don't know, maybe Allah Ta'ala prevented some other harm um, from, uh, from reaching you. Um, so yes, we should keep that in mind. Uh, and also another preventer of, of accepted um, requests is, and supplications is when you avoid calling to the truth. If you see somebody on the wrong path and you can say something, then say something. Right, if you see something, say something, as they say. Um, if you can call someone to the truth and that person, you know, is showing interest and so forth, always take advantage of those opportunities. Why? Because the Prophet says, بياده, I swear by the one whose uh, who in his hands my soul is. My soul is in his hands. Uh, that either you will command the good and forbid the evil or Allah will soon send upon you a punishment from him then you will call upon him but he will not respond to you so this is a very scary scary hadith in which we're learning that if you neglect your duty as a believer to call upon uh, you know, enjoying what is good, forbid what is evil this is what you are as a, as a believer this is how you apply this deen and if you ignore that entirely if you reject Allah Ta'ala's commands then it could be the case that you know, evil is going to become more and more widespread why? because you're not calling people to the truth so, wickedness is going to keep on spreading and then eventually the society will become so corrupt you call upon Allah but I'm sorry, you've already made your bed society is corrupt, you're going to suffer the punishment and you let it get that way so now you have to deal with it uh, furthermore, Allah Ta'ala has wisdom. There's always good in dua, so always make dua uh, because Allah Ta'ala will either give you what you ask for, give you better than what you ask for, or He's going to reward you in the hereafter, or something uh, 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 is going to be prevented from harming you that would have otherwise harmed you. So there's always good in dua, so always keep making dua. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says what? مَا مِن يَدْعُوا لَيْسَ بِإِثْمٍ وَلَا بِقَطِيْعَةٍ بِقَطِيْعَةٍ uh, إِلَّا أَعْطَاهُ إِحْدَى الثلاث. That no Muslim makes dua unless he is somebody who has cut off his relatives, uh, but that he is given one of three. So, as long as you haven't cut off your relatives, then you've had good relationships with your family, inshallah, then you make dua. One of three things is going to happen. Either his supplication is going to be answered quickly, or it's going to be stored up for him in the afterlife. So, it's still going to be good you're still going to get good inshallah but it's going to be in the, later, in the afterlife وَإِمَّا an يَدْفَعْ عَنْهُ uh, uh, or an evil, to, uh, an evil that is equivalent to it is going to be averted from that individual so for, therefore the sahaba, those who are around him they said إِذَا so if that's the case then we're going to increase we're going to increase in our dua and the Prophet says what? Allahu akthar. then Allah Ta'ala will increase as well Allah Ta'ala will give you even more and more and more so what are the etiquettes of dua? That we respond to Allah Ta'ala's commands and prohibitions. للذين اسْتَجَابُ لِرَبِّهِمْ Al-husna for those who have responded to their Lord is the best of reward. We should ask at the best of times and the best of places like at the last hour or of, of, of Jum'ah and when traveling and when it's raining and between the Adhan and the Iqama. And when we are in Sajda, and when we are on the day of Arafah, and so on and so forth, when we have wudu, we know that the Prophet he wanted to make dua for someone who had passed away. إن, so he requested that somebody bring some water. فتوضأ, so he made his wudu. لي, uh, Amir. So then, once he had made wudu, then he made dua. He raised his hands and said, Oh Allah, forgive Ubaid Abu Amir. So it's a very beautiful dua showing that, excuse it's a very beautiful hadith showing that the Prophet. Wanted to make dua for somebody, but then he said, Wait a second, give me some water for wudu, made wudu, and then he made his dua. So we should have wudu. This is a sunnah of the Prophet. Furthermore, facing the qibla, also raising of the hands. Uh, dua in times of ease will cause us to have easy responses in times of difficulty. The Prophet says, What? That whoever wishes that Allah Ta'ala would respond to him during hardship and grief, then let him supplicate uh, plentifully when at ease. So if you want your du'as to be answered during times of hardship, make sure you're making plenty of du'a during times of ease. You should praise Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala before making your request. Talk about the greatness of Allah, praise Allah, and also send blessings and du'a upon the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi and use many of Allah Ta'ala's names. Uh, to Allah belongs the most beautiful of names, so invoke Him by them. You should use these names of Allah to invoke Allah Ta'ala. And you should also acknowledge your shortcomings. Like we mentioned the dua of Yunus. La ilaha illa Acknowledge your shortcomings. And of course, it's always good to make comprehensive, all-encompassing duas as uh, those that are from the Qur'an and Sunnah, for instance. As Aisha, she said, can Rasulullah eh yastahibbu aljawami'a min wa the messenger of allah وسلم, he liked comprehensive supplications and he abandoned other kinds so too much unnecessary detailing oh allah i want a tree in paradise that has these types of fruits you know it has on one branch a banana and on the other branch it has an apple and on the other branch it has an orange you don't need to make du'a <laughs> of this of this nature maybe just make du'a ya allah give me paradise and give me the best and that should be sufficient bi ta'ala. And with that we close. May Allah ta'ala make us of those who are always calling upon him and he is always responsive to, our, responsive to us. Ya Mujib, uh, O oh, responsive one, forgive us for our shortcomings. Amin, ya Rabbil Alameen, wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala.